This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 1.3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. That scripture clearly declares that because we have believed in Jesus, God has already blessed us with all of the spiritual blessings He's ever going to make available for us to claim. Yet, as Pastor Ray explains in this powerful four-day message entitled, Speaking About Yourself as God Speaks About You, many Christians struggle with this truth and live their whole lives always trying to overcome their past, as though they are cursed and trying to get blessed when God has declared that they are already blessed. Once we speak of ourselves like God speaks of us, we must next learn how to walk responsibly in that blessing, protecting it and always making the most of it, because nothing should hold back our blessings, except our refusal to simply accept and declare them. If we're going to walk in a greater realm of blessing and protect that realm of blessing, then we, we have to always bear in mind or, or, or when we sin or when we are inconsistent in our walks, we must always be ready to repent and repent quickly because he says, blessed are those who live this way. Blessed are those who know how to repent when they sin or when they fall or when they make a mistake because they will be comforted. See? So, so you're going to get the forgiveness and the mercy and the grace of God. It's going to be shown to you. But if, if when we sin and we fall and we make mistakes and we pretend as though we didn't and we try to hide it and bury it under a carpet and pretend, you know, put on our Sunday face and our Thursday night face, you know, we're pushing the blessing away from us. Because, you know, I always like to do this with the word of God. I like to also invert it. You know what I mean? But I mean by inverting it, reversing it. If, if blessed are those who repent, then what happens to those who don't repent? I mean, you can flip it the opposite way and you can get a clearer understanding of what the... If he says, blessed are those who mourn because of their own sinfulness or wickedness or, or dead works or whatever it be, and they will be comforted, well, well what, what happens to those who don't? then they're, if they're blessed, if they do, then it would seem to me and it would be fair to say that if you don't, then you're not going to walk in the blessing and you're not going to have a life of blessing. Is everybody with me? All right. So he says, blessed are those who mourn or repent, mourn over their own sinfulness and weaknesses and so on and so forth, for they shall be comforted. And then verse five says, uh, blessed are the meek, you got to bear with me because I'm not in, okay, the meek. Blessed are the meek. It says, for they shall inherit the earth. Well, meekness is not weakness. Amen? Does everybody understand that? Really what meekness is, self-control. 
That's what meekness is. Actually, one man said it this way, which I thought was phenomenal. He said, meekness can be described as power under perfect control. Power under perfect control. That's what meekness is. So meekness um, does not mean weakness, but it means self-control. Blessed is the one who lives and purposes to follow or seek after a self-controlled life. As a matter of fact, let me tell you what, if you don't set controls on your own life, you're going to be out of control. Amen? (laughs) Only you and I can set controls on our life. Only you and I can develop or break a habit. Right? No one can do that for you. You can't pray it away. No one can pray it away. Only you can either set or break a habit in your life. And a lot of our habits have caused us to get our lives out of control. And we wonder why we're not walking in, in the blessing or why the blessing doesn't seem to be there. Like if you don't have, let, let's just get real practical about it. I get real pra- if you don't have self-control over your finances, you can tithe and pray and believe God until Jesus comes back. But if you don't, if you don't display discipline and self-control with money, you will always be broken poor. He said, blesses the man who has self-control in his life, who can control and monitor his life, monitor and control his appetites. Anybody, with, anybody know what I'm talking about? Listen, you can believe God. Now, now I don't mean to be offensive to anybody here. The, 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 the fact of the matter is the blessing of God is that each and every one of us would walk in health and strength and vitality and that we would live a long life. That is the already promised blessing of God to every believer. That's the word of God. Now, listen, if you do not have a self-controlled, disciplined life, you can undermine that blessing. If you refuse to eat properly, if you refuse to get rid of the potato chips and the ice cream and the Coca-Cola, and you just keep guzzling that stuff down, and you don't exercise and you don't want, well, then you are undermining the very position of blessing that God has blessed you with. Because our responsibility is that we need to exhibit self-control and discipline in our lives. That's one aspect of what that word means. Isn't that phenomenal? I never understood that until I really got into it and studied it. So, so the person uh, of meekness is self-controlled. It also, it also means a person who has uh, you know, a bad temper or anger and, and chooses to keep that under perfect control. If, if, you, if you don't, see, a person who's not meek is a, is a person who's totally out of control and, and is, is driven by passions of the flesh as opposed to be led and directed by the Spirit of God. Ooh. Powerful. So, so the meek is just a self-controlled life, a humble life. And, uh, and, 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 of course, these all work together uh, because once you, once you identify something, you got to go back to, to the one above that and repent. Amen? So he said, blessed are the one, uh, are the meek. And, and the other side, again, is that meekness is just those who walk with that gentleness. That's another word for meekness, gentleness towards people. You can't go out in the world and treat people uh, mean and ugly, be ugly to, to people and, uh, you know, uh, like even to your boss, be ugly to your boss and expect you're going to get a promotion. Listen, let me tell you what, prosperity is already something that's been given. That's part of the blessing of God. Amen. Are you all with me? But I can undermine it by, by, by exhibiting the wrong behavior before those who pay my salary or those who use my services if I'm in my own business. 
I mean, have you ever gone to a business where the people are just nasty and ugly? I, I, I one time called, I one time joined this, this, this uh, I guess it was an organization, but it was some sort of a service. And it was an all-in-one deal for my house. You buy this service and they come, they'll, you know, if you have a plumbing problem, they'll come and fix your plumbing. If you have an electricity problem, they'll come and fix that. If you have, you know, a problem with your appliances, they'll come. It's all under one umbrella. So I joined up and paid my fee and within a couple of weeks, I had a problem and I called and they gave me the biggest runaround. The lady on the phone was the nastiest person I ever met in my life. And I thought, wait a minute, I'm a member of this organization. I just paid you my money. And here you're giving me a hard time when you told me that if I had a problem within, you know, a few hours, someone would be at my door. You're telling me nobody can come for three days. And nasty about it. Not even nice about it. Just nasty about it. Now, now you can't, you can't, you can't do that and think if you're if you're a, a, a Christian business owner, and think that you're going to be able to have a successful business. Blessed are the meek, the ones who are self-controlled and disciplined in their temper and their attitude and, and have a control over their tongue and over, over, you know. Listen, there are a lot of times there are things I'd love to say to somebody, but I just know it wouldn't be wisdom to say it <laughs> because it's going to get me in more trouble. It's going to undermine my blessing in my life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Blessed are the meek, the ones who are disciplined and under control in their life uh, because they're, gonna, they're the ones, and, the, and, the, and he says here, he says, blessed uh, are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. And, you know, it's interesting. I found this out about this inherit the earth. Interesting that, that this, this idea or this, this, this saying, inherit the earth, was an expression used in, in ancient times, in Bible, when, in, when Jesus was here and even before that. In ancient times, the expression, and what it means is, is to denote the idea of a great blessing and perhaps even more the sum of all blessing. So when he's saying the meek shall inherit the earth, he's saying that the, the meek shall inherit the sum of all blessing in their life. Big blessing, huge blessing because of the meekness in their life. See, you can't, you can't get out of control and not have discipline in your life and talk to people any old way you want to talk to and think that they're going to help you and bless you. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Did you ever hear that, that old saying, don't bite the hand that feeds you? Glory to God. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Is everybody with me? All right, let's go on to the next one. Uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's spiritual hunger. That's what it means when it says to hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's spiritual hunger. And, and what, what the idea here is, is that it's the deepest cravings or very deep cravings after spiritual things. Many of us, you know, have cravings for things, but let me ask you a question. Is our craving for God and for the word of God and the spirit of God and the things of God greater than our cravings for anything else. Because the fact of the matter is, is that Jesus said, blessed are those who have these deep cravings for him, for God. He said, the bottom line, I like the second verse or the second part of verse six, it says, for they shall be filled. You know what that word filled means? They shall be saturated you know, as it relates to us as believers, we sometimes, you know, and I've been in meetings and, and I've even preached that way. Oh, God, God, I want a greater, you know, I want a greater uh, doust of or a greater portion of your power and, or I want more. Give me more, Jesus. But you see, really, the level by which God pours spiritual 
things into our life is measured by the amount of our depth of craving for those things. Does that make sense to everybody? If you don't crave after God, if you don't have a deep desire after God, then that aspect of blessing will not be deep in your life. The deeper our cravings for God and for the spirit of God and for the power of God and for the word of God and for the demonstrations of God and for the healings of God and all of these things, the the deeper that becomes, he says, they shall be saturated with the very thing that you're hungering after. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst, crave with deep cravings after the things of God. And again, these these verses really all point to, um, you know, Uh, how should I say this, a deeper, stronger level of commitment towards God. Can you see that? The nominal Christian, the one that lives on the periphery, can't expect to walk in the level of blessing that God really intended for them. If you just want to, if you just want to be a nominal Christian or just a mediocre, here's the word, mediocre Christian, then you're not going to walk in the depth and the level of those blessings that God has already blessed us with. And that's why we wonder why, you know, sometimes we see people that, you know, they've got the show. They're all show, but there's no go. They don't possess humility. They don't possess a repentant heart. As a matter of fact, when they mess up and you try to bring it up to them, they get their, they get their back up. I mean, they get all defensive about it. Every time I've gone uh, to someone and said, you know, well, brother, you, you offended me. Right away, they go to the defensive. Well, you jump. No, blessed are those who repent when they've made a mistake. Come on. And we wonder, we wonder why we don't walk in the realm of blessing that God intends for us. Blessed are the meek. The self-controlled ones, the ones who exhibit control over their passions and over their life and walk, you know, with that, with that in their life. So, so here he says, you know, hunger and thirst, they're going to be filled. You're going to be not only filled, you're going to be saturated. How many of you want to be saturated, doused with, with the glory and the blessings and the presence and the anointing of almighty God? Well, that, that, that's connected to a deep hunger for spiritual things. All right, let's keep going. He said, here's one, I like this. He said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Merciful. Well, that means those who feel the pain of others. That's what the word merciful means. As a matter of fact, in the Latin, it comes from the word misericordia. Two words, misera and cordia, meaning pitying and the heart. So pitying of the heart. It means to feel the pain of of someone else. That's what the word merciful means. You know, there's nothing worse than getting around someone when you are in need of mercy that, 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 doesn't, that does everything but show you mercy. When I'm in need of mercy, don't, don't pounce on me. Give me mercy. Feel my pain. Feel what I'm going through for a minute. Just think about how I might be feeling right now before you put your mouth in motion. Is anybody, I mean, there have been times in my life when I was down and hurting and, and boy, I'll tell you what, and uh, you know, some will come and, and just kick you when you're down. Is anybody know what I'm talking about? He said, blessed are the merciful. Blessed are, the, blessed are those who can feel the pain of someone else. 
And I'm going to tell you what, this is, this is something we all ought to really seek to do, is to, to try to understand what somebody's going through before we pass judgment, we criticize, and we, you know, come against them or lash back at them with some sort of, you know, half-cocked answer. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the ones who can feel the pain of another, for they shall obtain mercy. That points to the sowing and reaping principle that we so much know of, but we always know it or we always hear it in our churches as not in this church per se, but we always understand that with regard to giving and receiving, you know, money. But that also has to do with every other principle. If you give mercy, then you're going to receive mercy. Listen, if, you, if someone stomps all over you, it's probably because you've been stomping on some people. So blessed are the merciful. If we're going to protect that realm of blessing in our life, then we need, to, we need to feel the pain of others. The next one is blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And that's a person who has inward purity and not just an outward show. We can't just put on the purity show on the outside and in, inside we're a wreck. So the pure of heart means an inward purity and it says not with just a phony outward appearance, but a true inward purity. Our motives and principles and our mind, we're always striving and work. It doesn't mean we're perfect, understand? Because uh, we know that uh, the Bible declares that the heart of man is wicked above all things. But we're striving and seeking after that level of purity in God. Sometimes we fall short, right? But, but we, we know that we are forgiven and we can pick up, but we are striving, seeking after purity in our heart. And he says that blessed are the pure in heart or the ones who seek after purity in their heart. God knows our, our you know, weaknesses and he's going to work with us. God never condemns us for those things as long as we repent of them, know that they are wrong and seek to live you know, a life of purity, inward purity. And there are too many people that I've come across in my time that place so much attention on outward purity. You know, they put an outward show, but inside, as Paul said, like a bunch of dead men's bones. They're whited sepulchers. It's not the outward appearance that's important to us or to God or to how it relates to our ability to walk in blessing, the blessing that God's given us, but it's an inward purity. Actually, I picked this up some years ago. A preacher said, purity equals power. Purity and power go hand in hand. The deeper the level of purity, the deeper the level of power will be demonstrated in and through our lives. So blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And, and I want to just elaborate on that. They shall see God move and work in their lives. God's going to move and work in their life. They'll also have a close walk with him and enjoy his presence like nobody else because of that level of purity. Amen? So... So if we're going to walk in a realm of blessing, then we're going to have to keep a pure heart. Let's go to verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. And the peacemakers means the, those who, are, who see themselves as restorers. Now we're called to restore, not to tear down as believers. Blessed are those who seek to restore. He who restores into an, uh, one who brings unity instead of division. Amen? If you're, if you're going to walk in the realm of blessing that God wants, then you're going to have to be a restorer, not a divider. 
not trying to separate people from each other or from their church or from their husband or from their wife or from their parents or from their loyalties or their commitments. If you're, if you're, if you're going to walk in the realm, of, uh, then you're going to have to be a restorer. You're going to have to be somebody who helps to bring restoration and unity as opposed to division. And he said, blessed is that one, for they shall be called the sons of God. In other words, they're going to be identified as God's own children. Why? Because they're going to be emulating and demonstrating God's own heart because God is not a divider. God is a restorer. When, listen, when someone, when someone blows it, our, our part ought to be to help to restore them, not tear them down. To help them, not to hurt them. Is everybody with me? So blessed are the peacemakers or the restorers for they're going to be, they're going to be identified as the sons and daughters of God um, because they show his own heart and spirit. They're demonstrating his own, own heart and spirit because God is a restorer. Does everybody have that? All right. Verse 10, blessed, we're going to finish right here. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. And that means persecuted for God's sake, for, for the Lord's sake, for being a believer. How many in this room have ever been persecuted for, by somebody? You know, for, and let, Jesus said some of the toughest persecution you're going to get is from the members of your own household. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of the worst persecution you're going to get is from your brothers and your sisters and even sometimes your parents or extended family. It comes from your own household. But he said, blessed are you for being persecuted, ridiculed, rejected, despised, and opposed. He said, yours is the kingdom of heaven. So you have a promise of reward. God's going to give you not only the kingdom uh, in the life to come, but the kingdom right here and now in this earth for being persecuted. He goes on to say in verse 11, because this really carries over, and this will be the last verse. He says, blessed are you when they revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. Great is your reward. So in verse 10, he says, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, meaning not only heaven when you get to heaven, but all the blessings on this earth as well that are contained in the kingdom of God. And here he says, you're going to get a reward when you get to heaven for the persecution that you suffered for the name of God, for the name of Jesus. Isn't that awesome? For the name of the Lord. So to just put a cap on the whole thing tonight, if we're going to walk in the fullness of God's blessing, then these are virtues that we, and I mean, I could preach on you know, each one of these for a week, but I've just really gone over these very, very quickly tonight to give you a little bit of understanding. Humility, repentance, self-control, spiritual hunger, feeling the pain of others, inward purity, restorer as opposed to a divider or a splitter, and those who are persecuted the persecuted ones for the Lord's sake. He said, blessed are these and great is their reward because they have sought after these virtues. And as a result of seeking and living in these virtues, God says that blessed will be your life. So even though God has already appropriated the blessing, this is our part of the responsibility to keep that blessing strong and flowing and ever growing in our lives. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.